This episode of the Sportsman's Nation is brought to you by Outdoor Edge and their complete lineup of replaceable and fixed blade knives and game processing kits. Now, in my bag this year, I had the Razor Pro Saw Combo Kit. It comes in a very compact handy carrying case and one handle has the replaceable blade knife and the gutting blade the other handle has the saw that comes with it so i use the saw to split the pelvis and i use the gut hook to open up the cavity and the blade to start cutting all the stuff out right so uh, it makes cleaning a deer very simple very easy and the the knife is sharp and uh, if you've ever had to gut a deer with a dull knife, we all know how much that sucks. So um, take a look at the Razor Pro Saw Combo Kit and uh, head on over to OutdoorEdge.com and enter the discount code NATION30. That's NATION30 for 30% savings on your purchase. You're listening to the Average Conservationist Podcast brought to you by Go Hunt and in partner with 2% for Conservation. Sign up to become a Go Hunt Insider today at GoHunt.com. 2% for Conservation's mission is to create an alliance of businesses and individuals that ensure the future of hunting and angling by committing their time and dollars to fish and wildlife. 1% of your time plus 1% of your money equals 2% for Conservation. 2% helps businesses and people pair with conservation causes to support things that fit what they care about. Whether you're into fishing, hunting, or just getting outdoors, 2% can help you not only start giving back to wildlife, but get certified for it. Getting 2% certified means you've made the same commitments as popular brands like Sitka, First Light, Stone Glacier, and Seek Outside in giving at least 1% of time and dollars back to fish and wildlife. But it's not just for outdoor companies. Breweries, contractors, coffee roasters, and even piano repair companies have earned 2% certification and stand out as leaders in their communities for doing so. Businesses that are committed to conservation deserve your business when you shop. Learn more about 2% for Conservation at fishandwildlife.org. That's fishandwildlife.org. Happy Thursday, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Average Conservationist Podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Ewing, and today is episode number 37. Today on the podcast, I am joined by Slade Johnston, and Slade is the founder of 2% Certified Trips for Trade. Uh, Slade and I really kind of jump right into um, Trips for Trade, what they're all about, um, and, and really all of the benefits that Trips for Trade um, can offer its customers. Um, Slade tells a cool story, and he'll get into it in some pretty good detail um, during the episode here, but how... Uh, a quest for his turkey grand slam and and what that looked like and trying to pursue that with his grandfather uh turning into his own pursuit of the grand slam and and how all of this is kind of tied together um and and out in the end out the end comes trips for trade um it's it's a really cool service that is offered that allows some people from you know maybe the west to come back east or vice versa or maybe to head down south uh for some deep sea fishing or anything like that um slade gets into it in a lot more detail and uh, it's really cool what they've put together over there and it's a it's a great service uh, for anyone that's looking to kind of branch out in terms of um some some hunting or outdoor recreation or you know sports trips i mean really there's there's something for any type of uh 
outdoor enthusiast um, to look into. Um, and actually right now, Slade uh, and Trips for Trade is running uh, a promotion code. So if you use the code 2, that's T-W-O, uh, for 2%, um, you get your first your first month um, free to kind of, uh, you know, get your feet wet a little bit, understand the experience and see, you know, all the great things and wonderful things that Trips for Trade um can offer you. So again, uh, use the promo code 2TWO uh, at checkout to get your first month free. Um, but before we get into today's episode, I want to take a minute to tell you about the partners over at Stone Glacier. Uh, with 2021, you know, just kind of getting going here, uh, Stone Glacier is launching a lot of their new uh, products for this year. Uh, of course, late last year, they launched um, the new Bino Harness. Uh, as well as some merino um, base layer stuff this year. I've already seen a few new jackets come out. Um, some new sleep systems are, are finally available. Um, so it's it's a good time to kind of start gearing up for whether it's spring turkey, spring bear hunt, uh, whether you're starting to put together your pack or your um, your gear for uh, you know maybe a big western trip next year. Now is definitely the time uh, to check out Stone Glacier. Uh, and really, and if you have a pack, or excuse me, if you're looking for a pack for any type of hunt, whether it's, you know, whitetail, bear, elk, whatever the case is, Stone Glacier is going to have a pack uh, for you. So again, if you haven't already, be sure and check them out, stoneglacier.com. All right, on the line with me today, I have the founder of newly certified company, Trips for Trade, Slade Johnston. Slade, how's it going today, man? Oh, it's going great, going great. How's it going with you guys? Good, good, man. I appreciate that. Uh, so I kind of touched on it before we started recording here. And, and typically I like to kind of start off by getting an understanding of, you know, what the outdoors looked like to you and kind of how you got into things. But I'm going to switch it up a little bit today because I feel like Trips for Trade, the, the website, the company there is uh, is so unique in what you guys do and what you guys offer that I kind of want to get right into that. And then we'll, we'll kind of swing back around to, um, you know, more of your upbringing in the outdoors and everything like that. Perfect. Sounds like a plan. All right. So I guess let's let's jump right into it. Let's tell me about um, your company, Trips for Trade, and and really what it's all about. Yeah. So so at the core, we basically just built a website that connects like-minded individuals. We've got a platform where people can swap trips in the four categories of outdoors, adventure, vacation, and sports, um, and basically just swap something they have access to to gain access to something else they want to do. So um, most of our trips are kind of in the hunting, fishing, vacation space, uh, and most of our members are outdoorsmen, even though they might not have a hunting or fishing property. So, you know, what this looks like is, say you have a lake house or a beach condo, you can now list that on Trips for Trade and swap it for a hunting trip or a fishing trip. Or, um, you know, maybe you have some really good offshore fishing and you want to swap for an elk hunt or a mule deer hunt. Um, now through our platform, you can go on there, connect with somebody that has that other trip and then exchange. Whereas most of our members are saving thousands of dollars comparatively to, you know, paying an outfitter for that. Um, and they're also building a relationship and a friendship that's going to last forever because, um, really when two like-minded people come together and, you know, it's, I got to take care of you because you got to take care of me. And, you know, when I come on your trip, you're just building a bond that's pretty strong right there. And it goes a lot deeper than just say paying an outfitter for a weekend hunt. Yeah, no, that's, that's a really good point because, you know, I can just kind of touch on a little bit like the people that I've been able to meet through the podcast and speak with, whether they're, they own a 2% certified company or they're a committee member or they're individually 2% certified. 
you know, you talk to them on the podcast or, you know, maybe some correspondence leading up to it. And then, you know, afterwards, like it's, it's amazing how many people I still keep in touch with. Um, you know, I've had gentlemen, um, one of the first guests on, uh, Mark Haslam, who's down in, down in the South there in Georgia. And he's, you know, come on down anytime you want to do some white tail yeah. hunting or something like that. And it's, it's so cool to see, you know, how generous people are because yeah, they're, you know, they're, they're like-minded individuals and they have, you know, the same interests and, and goals. Exactly. Yeah, that's something that's that's really neat about the outdoorsman. You know, the the, the core customer that we work with and member. Um, you know, yeah, there's going to be some bad apples in the group, but for the most part, there there is this kind of level of of appreciation and um, you know, kind of the old school handshake. Scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. <laughs> no, not not worried about the value necessarily of oh, you got a better deal than I did as much as. Um, you know, we're going to have a great experience. I'm going to show you a good time. And, um, and then, you know, hopefully you'll show me a good time in exchange. Yeah. And I think, um, for kind of, like you said, the, your, your core customers, it's, it's more about the experience, right? Like being able to, to, to experience something out of their comfort zone, or maybe it's just something they've been really wanting to do and just haven't had, uh, you know, the means financially or, uh, the access to it. Um, like if you think about someone who's maybe in the Midwest or in the East and wants to go do a, a hunt out West or something like that. I mean, it's, it can be tough and there can be a lot of kind of barriers to overcome to, to be able to go on that first hunt. So to, to minimize those as much as possible, uh, is great. And it, it, it allows so many more people to really, um, be able to partake in whatever that activity is. Exactly. And, and, and we say, you know, we kind of compare it to paying for a trip often, um, but we still work with probably probably half of our outdoor trips or outfitters. And, um, you know, so we're, we're not knocking and buying a trip or purchasing a trip, but everybody can relate to the fact that it doesn't make sense. As many things that we have left on our bucket list, it doesn't make sense every year to go on as many trips as you want to and pay for it. And, and some people every year can't even afford, you know, to go on one trip. Maybe, right. you know, maybe they got to space it out every couple of years. They, they book a big trip. But um, but with this you know, really your travel expenses are your only expenses. I mean, you're, you pay for tags and, and maybe a flight or gas, but, um, but you are saving a lot of money. And, um, and so it allows you to kind of check some more things off your list a little sooner than planned. And, um, and then just like I said, meet some great people along the way. Yeah. So how was it that you had the idea for trips for trade? Yeah. So it, it kind of actually kind of dives back into to my story. Um, kind of growing up big outdoorsman, um, grew up every, every chance I could get. My family had a had a really nice farm in West Alabama, so it was blessed to kind of be raised on that. And um, and my grandfather was a huge turkey hunter at the time. I didn't realize he was one of the best around, but <laughs> but he was you know he was killing turkeys in in, in the South before it was a popular thing. And um, and so anyways. When I was in middle school, school he had one bird left on his grand slam, and I desperately wanted to go on this trip with him. And uh, he said, "No, once you get to college, we'll start yours." Well, what he's really saying was it was a boys' trip, and he didn't want me going back and telling <laughs> grandmother what all was going on on that trip. Um, and so I think I was still too young to keep my mouth shut. But uh, but anyways, they they went on, and and he killed his last turkey, and um, and we you know mounted it in our camp, and always said you know I wanted to have my grand slam just like him, and. Um, well, flash forward, my freshman year of college, he passed away and, um, kind of a point I'll mention in here, I usually don't tell in our story, but it, it is, it relates to this is in that time, that was one of the toughest times I was going through. I was in, I was in the dorm and I was on the elevator with a, um, a girl that lived on my hallway that I knew. And, 
And she was like, I know you're an outdoorsman. We've got a National Wild Turkey Federation banquet. You know, we just started the chapter this year, and we're about to put on a banquet in a couple months. Would you want to buy some tickets? And I was like, I want to get involved. Like, I don't want to just buy tickets. I want to help put this thing on. And and so that that's just a little bit about that's kind of where the spark for conservation and nonprofits and helping get involved came from. And we can touch on that more a little bit later. But after after that, kind of going through that time of losing my grandfather, um, my dad was like, why don't you and I start your Grand Slam in memory of him? You know, just find, find some outfitters and we'll go on those four trips and uh, or other three trips. And I was like, sure. Well, I started looking at outfitters and I realized, you know, this is going to be a $10,000 expense for my dad and I to go on all these different trips. Right. And it just didn't make sense for us at the time. And um, I was like, but we've got an awesome property that my grandfather spent every excess dollar he's had into kind of wildlife management on our farm, especially for turkey hunting. And I was like, why not swap a trip on our place? We already share it with so many people. My grandfather's been swapping it for years uh, with just friends of friends. Um, so anyways, long story short, connected with a guy in Colorado through social media. Him and his son came hog hunting at our farm for the first time. And then my dad and I went out to Colorado to start my Grand Slam. And that was the very first trade, and we built such a great relationship with that guy that I've went back mule deer hunting, going to go back elk hunting in the future, um, and and he comes still comes to our farm consistently, and you know we we touch base probably once a month. We've just built a great friendship, um, and at the time I was going through business school at the University of Alabama and uh, realized like you know this could be more than just you know it could be a lot bigger than this. This is a need that there's nothing credible out there aside from forums and. Um, and we could build something that lets other people do this. And so that was where the idea sparked and had a lot of help with mentors and, um, and just different, different friends and, and, and business owners. And we have eventually got the site launched in 2017, I guess. And, um, and now we've got trips in all 50 States and 12 different countries to choose from. Oh, wow. So yeah, you guys really offer, I mean, it, it sounds like any and everything that, that you could possibly want to do in the outdoor space that there's there's some access to it um, regardless of, of if you're chasing an animal or just doing some recreating or whatever the case is. Exactly. Yeah. So whatever category you're looking for, we've kind of covered all of them in the, in the four outdoors, adventure, vacation, and sports categories. Um, but yeah, anything from hunting to fishing to camping, hiking, skiing, sports tickets, you know, to vacation and somewhere. So what, well, kind of a two part question here. So at what point with kind of trading uh, this hunt with with uh, with your buddy out in Colorado there, did you realize like, hey, we might have, you know, a real business idea here that, you know, you, you've got to be not the only one that's kind of looking to, you know, maybe travel somewhere else to hunt or complete a Grand Slam like like you and your dad were looking at. I mean, at, at what point did you kind of say, OK, we've got something here? Yeah. So I, I think, you know, it had been in my, my mind. I mean, ever since I was in high school, I've kind of had kind of entrepreneurial ideas and, and goals for one day. And so, you know, just out the gate, I was already kind of thinking it. And it was like, you know, this would be a good test for us anyways, just to see how it works. And met that guy, had an incredible experience. Like, like I said, built that friendship. And he was thinking the same time. He's like, man, I've always thought this would be a great idea. Um, and so there was just a lot of validation there with, with a successful trip. So, you know, once we got back and, and both sides of the swap were great, it was like, all right, you know, we're, we're really onto something here. This is, this is something that we know can add a lot of value to people. And, um, and there's just nothing super credible out there for it. So, you know, we can build something a lot more credible than a forum. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's true. I mean, there's, I mean, forums are kind of a dime a dozen anymore, right? Especially, 
I mean, I think that they, they certainly have their place when it comes to yep. maybe, you know, some advice if you're, you know, heading to Colorado or Montana, wherever, um, to do some hunting, you can garner some good, you know, tips and things like that to kind of help be successful or, you know, yep. anything like that. Um, so what did the process look like from when you, when you guys thought to yourself, okay, we have a really good idea here. You know, I think this can be, um, you know, a good business to actually implementing it back in 2017. Yeah. So it, it was really a, a learning curve. You know, I hadn't, I hadn't actually started anything before business wise. I, I had been very involved and, um, you know, had jobs all through high school, all the way up and internships and all and going through business school. So had, you know, had a lot of the business knowledge and experience that, um, that helped, but, uh, but yeah, it was, it was a, it was a big learning curve. We've got advice from professors and, um, and had a few different mentors come in and help us. And, um, and it was just kind of, you know, trial by fire. We were, we were, the biggest thing for us was, was getting the first website built and, man, we have had a nightmare with, with some, some developers and, uh, we've had some good ones along the way. And our, our core guy on our team now is, is incredible, but, um, but we've been, we, our very first guy scammed us and took a deposit and we never heard from him again. Oh, and, yeah. that's, um, that, so yeah, just, that's a rough, a rough entry <laughs> into something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that was, you know, with me, I was, I was starting this off. I'd started another little clothing brand called Grand Slam Outdoors and, um, and I was using that money to get the, build the very first website. So I didn't have a lot of cash to, uh, to put into it, but I didn't want to borrow it from my parents or anything. I wanted to kind of do it on my own. And, um, and so at that time it was, that was a $700 deposit. I had to pay him and, and then to get nothing out of it, I was like, man, what am I getting into? Um, and so, you know, in the big picture that that's not a, not a huge expense, but to me at the time, I mean, that was, that was a lot of money. And, um, and so anyways, that, that was kind of the biggest learning curve was the development side. And, um, and then we started, I, I, the first probably 20 members on our site were people that I knew around the country. And, um, you know, I didn't want it just to be in Alabama. I wanted to kind of spread out and, uh, because, you know, you probably know a hundred other people in your state that you could go on the same kind of trip that you have access to. Right. Um, but you might not know as many people in the Southeast or, you know, whatever it may be. So we, our first strategy was like, all right, we need trips kind of all over the place, um, in the U S and, and that way, people kind of can find value in something they don't have already or haven't done before. Um, and so with the first 20 or so people, those were buddies of mine. Um, we didn't have it open to the public. It was, you know, you kind of had to know me to be on the side and connected a few other guys, saw some success, saw that people were interested in trading. And, um, and then at that point we're like, all right, now we've got a little bit more proof of concept. Um, let's build, build a platform that can scale. And we kind of opened up the floodgates and opened it to the public and, um, and started growing it from there. How long did it take to actually put the website together? Because I, you know, I think about, you know, the website that I have for my company and it's, it's just through like, uh, through Squarespace, which is, you know, obviously you can yeah. do a lot of different cool stuff through there, but you know, I did it all on my own and I mean, it, I wasn't working on it eight hours a day, five days a week or anything like that. But there's just so many little details that go into it. I mean, how long did that take for you guys to, to put that together? It was a while because, um, you know, really, like I said, coming out the gate from, I guess, my undergrad, I, you know, just didn't have much experience at all. Um, we spent way too much trying to, like, find a name that had the .com URL we could use yeah. and, like, the branding, coming up with a logo that we liked. And, you know, in hindsight now, we spent – way too just way too long on all of that um but 
for me, it was like, it's got to be perfect. And, and oh, then yeah. I realized, you know, you learn in business perfection is, is, can be your biggest hindrance sometimes too. So you got to be careful with that. But, um, but yeah, so, you know, we took really from idea to actually having a website that we could use was probably two years, man. I mean, okay. it was, it was a long time, um, because I just didn't know who to use the first developer, you know, scammed us. And then that set me back months to Till I found somebody I could trust that, you know, I was willing to spend really the last little bit of money I had to go towards this to build. Um, and so that process just took forever. And then development took a little while once we did find that developer. And then we rebuilt it on, um, on a new platform. Uh, shortly after I told you we tested with kind of some of the buddies, um, we built it on something that could scale. And that took, you know, probably another four to six months to get that off the ground. Yeah. So it's been, um, it's been a long, a long journey, man, but we've learned so much and, and it's just been a lot of fun connecting with our members and, and connecting people on trips and, and seeing those success stories. Yeah. And I, I'd imagine that you kind of touched on it there that when you're putting something out there like this, you know, to the masses, so to speak, that, yeah, you kind of are chasing perfection. You know that it's, it's your name that's behind it. You know, I mean, it's one thing if your buddies are going through the website and they're like, oh, hey, you know, Slade, this isn't quite working right. Like, what's going on here? But you don't want some person who just, you know, spent money for a membership to reach out or something like that and saying, hey, you know, that this isn't working. So, yeah, I can I can definitely appreciate and understand the uh, wanting to make things as, as perfect as possible. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's a you know, we, we do try to do everything the top top quality the best we can. And um, but. It, it can slow you down and slow down the process a little bit too at the same time. Yeah. So now kind of take me through how the website works. I mean, you, you've kind of touched on it, but say for, for someone like me here in Michigan, um, let's, let's go through two scenarios here. One, let's say I have, I mean, I, I have, um, property that I, that I hunt on private property. Um, so if I wanted to, let's say offer someone, you know, a whitetail hunt or a turkey hunt on our property, um, and then I do I just like look for you know whatever other uh, maybe adventure or hunt that I want to go on elsewhere in the country? Yeah. So how, how it work? Once we run off of a membership model, so once you select the membership that works for you, we would go on and help you create basically a, a listing that serves as kind of an ad on the site that has photos, descriptions, whether or not you know what lodging may look like, any details about the trip. And then also it has what you're interested in trading for. Um, and so you can list as many different types of trips as you want. So if you want to do deer, turkey, fishing, lake house, you know, whatever you had access to, that could be each one of those would be a separate listing or ad. Um, and then from there, our most successful people are proactive on looking for trips. So if you were to go through our site and you can filter trips based on, you know, whatever you want to state type of trip, you know, category, whatever it may be. Um, you can look through all those trips and you can message as many members as you want to try to line up a trade. There's no restrictions there. Um, and we've seen super high conversion rates there, you know, probably 70, 80%, um, you know, finding somebody that that's willing to trade with you because you can see what they're interested in even before you message them. And, um, and most of our guys list on there that, you know, Hey, maybe I'm looking for, an offshore fishing trip, but I'm open to any, any inquiries, you know, so if you've got something, let's, let's at least chat about it. And, um, and so that's been really cool to see that people, most outdoorsmen are, like I said, that we're chasing that experience, you know, we're chasing right. something new. Yeah. We might have something that's top of our bucket list, but we're open to something new that's going to be fun with good people. Um, 
And so once you finally find somebody to connect with and you both agree on a swap, then you can work out the finer details as to what dates work, how many people to bring, um, you know, and, and then kind of plan it out from there. You know, am I going to fly in? Am I going to drive? All those finer details. Um, so we keep everything on the listings fairly vague in the sense of, you know, you can bring one to three people versus like you can only bring one person, like kind of have it a little a little flexibility in your listings and your dates. That way, uh, you know, one, you're not, you know, well, I only have this weekend available already. Like you, you can kind of work out those finer details once you find a match. OK, so OK, so that's scenario one. Scenario two here. Let's say, uh, you know, I'm here again here in Michigan but let's say you know I'm I predominantly hunt public land you know maybe a buddy yep. says hey you know come hunt my property this weekend or something like that but predominantly any of the recreating I'm doing is on public land but I want to experience you know a western hunt or a southeast turkey hunt or something like that how does that look for like that individual yeah so we have two different options one for the trading aspect several we do have a lot of trips that are listed as public land hunting um, and it's not so much as like just people are very clear, like, I'm not a guide, and this is not a guide business. Um, however, I've done this, I've been successful in this, I know the property, you're welcome to tag along with me, and I'm going to show you the ropes, I'm going to show you what I know, and some spots that are, you know, some kind of private spots of mine to help you be successful. In exchange, that there, you know, there are people that are willing to swap for that. So, the intel and experience that you have on public land in your area is still very valuable to somebody that wants to go to that state and hunt. Um, yes, you you know you might not swap that for a five star outfitter that's got a hundred percent kill rate, you know. But, right. But you but then again, you might find somebody that has public somewhere else that that'll trade with you, or um, you know a private person that that's not running an outfitter that just you know wants to try something new and and more than willing to have you host you at their place so um so there's still options for for somebody that doesn't have necessarily private property to swap um the other aspect of it is what we have what's called a buying membership um and that's where for people that don't have anything to trade um and that's just where you can get a little bit of a discount on booking trips with some of our outfitters or people that are selling trips. So we still try to make sure that instead of us taking like a transaction fee from our outfitters, mm -hmm. we ask our outfitters just to reduce that, that fee from their price. That way our members can get a little bit of a cheaper deal. Okay. Well, no, that's, that's good too, because when you look at kind of a model like that, it, to me, that just kind of shows that that you guys are dedicated to that experience and not necessarily just collecting, you know, collecting a fee from, from the outfitter or from the person buying it or anything like that, that you're really just trying to make sure that they have um, the best experience possible at, at an, at a, exactly. at a rate or a price that they can afford. Exactly. Yeah. That for us, that like you, you hit the nail on the head, it's the experience, it's the relationships. Um, you know, as we say often as hunters, killing something or you know having a successful hunt or, or harvest is is just a bonus yeah no no no. that's that's absolutely true now it, you, you may have touched this and i touched on this and i may have just missed it okay so can you trade so let's say like let's say i have a lake house like okay i've got a lake house here you know in michigan that's that's great great accommodations you know there's we got a boat and you know you got all the toys or whatever that go with it do you see or do you have a lot of people on the website who are trading something like that for, you know, someone like in the West, you know, that maybe doesn't have, uh, you know, where there isn't as many lakes or something like that, where they're going to say, hey, you know, I'll come here for, you know, five days with my family. You come out here and hunt my, you know, my ranch or whatever the case is. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's the, the, the whole idea of bringing in these other categories is exactly what you've mentioned is you, we're, we're not necessarily targeting the the just the vacation owners, but we are targeting the outdoorsmen that also have a vacation home right? Um, because they, they have something super valuable that's probably vacant half the year anyways right. that you could leverage to go on a different trip. Um, so 100%, that, that scenario is um, is 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 something that's very common like you can you can definitely swap a lake house or a vacation for almost anything because you see especially these guys that are hunting like i know i know myself included like if you're hunting so much out of the year your your spouse wife you know <laughs> whatever it may be girlfriend whoever probably would would enjoy a vacation trip uh at some point too so this is a way to kind of go on that vacation trip and and not break the bank as well and kind of treat treat that significant other too yeah that's kind of uh like if you look at it from from the hunter's standpoint like that's a win-win right like yeah you have to uh or you you go on a hunt somewhere um but then if you can also be like oh well, i can kind of parlay this into a week on a lake house somewhere i mean even better right no doubt no doubt so, so that's definitely something we we try to we try to pitch. If you're in the doghouse with a wife for hunting for the last four to six months, you know maybe you need a you need a swap for a uh, a beach trip. <laughs> yeah, which let's be honest, that's that's all of us at some point or another. Exactly. <laughs> so now, was it always? Did you always have the four categories uh, that you mentioned, or did it start off as as just like hunting for hunting, and then it kind of evolved into what you have now? So from the very early concept, I, I guess kind of going back to going through business school and, and going through grad school and um, and really saying what makes us different than anybody out there, um, we saw that there were a lot of forums that were just like hunt for hunt or you know more just hunting focused. Um, and what we saw the opportunity that nobody else was even the forums, nobody was really addressing at all was combining these four different categories and letting people leverage things outside of hunting to go hunting. Um, and so that very, from the very beginning, we're like, all right, this is one thing that's going to set us apart too than anybody else is, as kind of finding a way to put all these categories together. So we started from the beginning with that. Um, again, our focus is kind of all of our marketing, all of our targeting has been at going after an outdoorsman, a, a hunter or a fisher. Um, and, that's why you look at our site most of our trips are in hunting and fishing. Um, and then the vacation and sports listing and adventure that have came from that are just those outdoorsmen that also have something else to offer. Okay. Um, you know, so, so we're very heavy on the hunting and fishing side still. And we, we plan to spend more effort and in, in marketing dollars going after the other categories. Um, but right now the other ones are, are definitely a lot smaller. Yeah. Now, what would you so would you say then that uh, like hunting like uh, a hunt for a hunt or something like that is your is your most common post? Yes, it, or it listing, would be. I should you say know, a, a lot of guys still yeah hunt for hunt is probably the most common. Um, we see hunt for fish, you know, especially offshore, um, a pretty good bid, and and then you know hunt for vacation or is it would probably be the next. Okay, now. In your experience, um, and from like getting feedback from um, from members and things like that, like what is it that that kind of finally decides to have that person kind of take that leap to? Because I know that that can be uh, maybe a little bit uh, intimidating when you're going to say, okay, I'm going to give up or I'm going to offer up my property, for example. I mean, because it, to me, it would seem like if I was going to do that, like there's almost like this inherent pressure, right, to to want to make sure that that hunter is going to be successful because 
you know, let's say, you know, in the last 10 years, if, if I've harvested, you know, you know, a nice buck, you know, let's say eight of the 10 years, you know, there's still those two years where in the back of my mind, I would be thinking, you know, like, man, I just, yeah, I don't want them to, to come all the way out here from wherever they're coming. And then, you know, they just, they don't have the the success that maybe they're hoping for. I mean, do, do you see a lot of that, um, you know, with, with members? Yeah. So there's, there's definitely a concern there that is, very common. You know, people do feel a little bit of pressure on initially when they're thinking through this, uh, whether it's for them or not. But what we see and kind of how we address it is what you're, you're really building a friendship with this person. You're building that relationship because you're going to have multiple phone calls and conversations before any sw- tri- trip ever takes place. Uh, one that makes you feel more confident and, and they're more of a credible person. But two, like I said, you're building that relationship out to where it's more like taking, you know, taking a friend from from college or whatever it may be, taking an old buddy hunting with you from, from a different state that then of like, you know, somebody, they're, they're not paying you thousands of dollars to come hunt. You know, they're, they're really only paying their travel expenses and all. So, you know, the pressure is a lot lower than what people initially think that it is. You know, somebody's just coming to look to have a good time, get outdoors, have a good experience and meet, you know, genuine, awesome people. And so as long as you, that is all something that you can control, you know, you can control that experience. You might not can control a kill, but that's, that's hunting. And and most hunters understand that. Um, and so what we say is don't worry about the pressure of that really focus on being very transparent in your description of your listing. Here's make sure that you're laying out what to expect. Um, because once, you know, when somebody reads that, if their expectations are set um, you know, appropriately and they, they right. experience the same thing that they expected to experience, then they're satisfied regardless of whether they killed something or not. Yeah. So like you said, and I think that that's probably uh, first and foremost is the transparency uh, amongst people that are, are having a transaction. But you, you said something there that, that really um, I agree with. And I think as, as hunters uh, or, or anglers, um, it can be tough to manage those expectations, right? I mean, it's called hunting or fishing for a reason. It's not called catching or killing. You know what I mean? So <laughs> exactly. there's there's always that. I mean, I don't care how confident you are in your property or whatever you have. I mean, there's going to be years where it just, it just doesn't come together. Um, you know, you're wrong place, wrong time. You know, the herd, if, if you're out west, just isn't, you know, it didn't, maybe doesn't migrate or, you know, whatever the case is. There's always these circumstances that you can't control. So, yeah, managing managing that is is probably key. Yep. And I think, too, you know, a great example of that, one of our highlight swaps that we had last year, I think, it might be two years ago now, but um, was a guy in Colorado and a guy in Texas were planning a trade. The guy in Colorado had already went on his, he went on an overseas, overnight tuna trip on this guy's, um, you know, offshore deal and had a super successful tuna trip. Well, when it came time for the Texas guy to go to Colorado, he was going on a mule deer hunt. Well, the guy called him and he's like, man, you know, the, the, there's just, we haven't seen any big deer. You know, we've, we've got some smaller bucks, but this is the first year that we haven't seen, you know, a, at least 150, 160 class mule deer on our property. Right. Um, and so he's like, I, I really just don't think it's, you'd be happy coming this season. He said, however, the elk herd is great this year. Like, would you be interested in elk hunting instead of mule deer hunting? And the guy was like, uh, absolutely. You know, I'd love, I'd love to do that. And so 
he ended up uh, using one of his he had some extra landowner elk tags i believe and uh, maybe muzzle loaders instead of instead of archery but he was able to go and kill a big six by six elk and um you know he was just fired up you know so just an incredible um kind of example of like all right being very transparent with look this year is not looking good um you know i don't want you to come all this way if you're worried about that like if you're still if you just want to come have a great experience we're going to hunt hard we're going to have a good time but i am telling you up front that this year isn't like the past years it's not looking good um and then also being willing to accommodate here's some different options you know so right. like you said that transparency is the key to, to success in this whole situation now in a situation like that for example or or really any kind of uh hunting swap are you finding or is it commonplace for like if i have people let's say come to michigan and hunt my property that that i'm with them that i'm taking them through that experience or am i just saying here's the property you know it, telling them you know all the information that they would need and say you know I have at it guys you know here's where the stands are here's what to expect you know you you've kind of front loaded them on all that those different uh all that different information and everything or is it again like i said where you're almost like trying to guide them for a reason or you're hunting the property when they are or are you just kind of staying out and saying hey it's all yours you know you guys you guys got it for the weekend or the week or whatever the case is yeah so it's it's Depending on every every trip's you know every trip's different. Um, most of our guys, I would say, in the hunting space is either guided or semi-guided. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we do have people that are like, you know, here's the property lines and here's the stand. Like we talked to a guy actually yesterday, and um, I think his place was in Ohio, and um, he's like, man, we've got 1,200 acre farm feeders are you know filled up year round, and um, and we've got cell cams running them, so we know what's going on stand set. And he's like, but we just, we don't live in Ohio. So it's tough for us to get up there. So he's, he's just got a, he does like five hunters a year paid deal. And he's like, so what I would swap is somebody coming and I'm just going to tell them the drop them a pin on the stand and, and tell them what we've been seeing and that kind of stuff. So, um, it, it really just depends. Everybody can set it up however you want to, uh, whether that's guided, semi-guided or, you know, or just unguided completely. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's nice too, because it, there's, I, I would imagine that there's certain situations where um, it can be a bit overwhelming, you know, going out west or even for a western, excuse me, a western hunter to come here in the Midwest where you know terrain is is much different yep. and, and everything like that. To have that that voice, that sounding board to either run ideas off of or say, hey, you know, like tell me where to go here. Like I can I can figure stuff out once I get into the stand or once I get a lay, better lay of the land. But you know, you gotta you gotta help me out here. Yeah. And I think, you know, with hunting, especially, and even with fishing, most of the time it is, you are going to have that host that's guiding you, um, more, more times than not. But one thing too, you know, we see a lot of States too, that, that a lot of a big question we have is like, I'm not a guide. And, and all we're saying there is like, just be very transparent in your listing. Like, look, I'm not an outfitter. I'm not a guide. This is not a necessarily a guided trip. I'm just going to tell you what I know and help you help you be successful. Like, I'm, and you're going to be hunting with me. Like a lot of times, especially on the public land stuff, you know, we know there's some rules and regulations on, uh, you know, you can't do a paid hunt on public in some areas without a guide license. And um, and a, a lot of our guys that list that say the same thing. Look, I'm not a guide. I'm going hunting. You're welcome to tag along with me and, right. and go hunting too. Um, and so, you know, 
we just try to be very transparent on whether or not you're an outfitter or a guide and, and have a guide license. And we work with a lot of the, the DCNRs as well. We're trying to do several kind of R3 initiative partnerships with them and um, and just try to make sure that the biggest key thing there is, again, just goes back to being transparent about, about what you are or what to expect. Yeah. And see, so you had kind of touched on it earlier, um, kind of switching gears here, when you had that experience with um, – with a college classmate when you were on the elevator talking about um, the Turkey Federation there. So you guys are obviously um, 2% certified. So first off, what was it or, or how did you learn about 2% certification? Yeah, so the very first time, um, really, I I don't, I can't remember where the very first time I did hear, hear about the 2%. I think I've seen it on some social media maybe or some other brands that tagged it and kind of, had seen it without really knowing what it was. And then, um, and then one day we just, I guess we looked more into it. So I can't remember exactly what, what the triggering point there was, but once we did end up pulling up the website and, uh, and kind of seeing what 2% was and learning more about the, the kind of mission behind it, uh, is like, this is a no brainer for us. It's something we want to get involved in. We already have, have been very involved with nonprofits through, um, you know, for years now, when that, that, that was my, like I said, kind of going back to the original story, my freshman year, the reason that I got involved with the NWTF chapter was my grandfather had been taking me to NWTF banquets, you know, all through high school and middle school. And so he was a big NWTF supporter. And, you know, after he passed, I was like, if there's a way I can get involved with something that I know that he was passionate about, I want, I want to be all in. And, um, ended up becoming president of our chapter through college, and we had the largest collegiate chapter in the nation uh, for for raising money. And got to kind of that really exposed me to the outdoor industry too. It, it you know started building relationships and connections there, and working with big brands, and um, and so that was more than anything really directed me. I, I was in school for pre pharmacy at the time. I had no plans to <laughs> to be in the outdoor industry, and so. The National Wild Turkey Federation and that chapter, you know, along with my passions from hunting, it, you know, it really just completely changed my direction for, for where 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 I am now. And um, so I have a lot, you know, kind of in debt to that. I, I, not only my passion about it, it, it is a core piece of who I am. And so, you know, we've we very from the beginning, my, one of my other um, guys on our team that's that's been with us for several years now he's a big ducks unlimited guy he was the president of their chapter and um and all through college they had one of the largest collegiate chapters as well and you know so we've got a we've got a big heart for conservation and for those groups and then you know thinking about them all the time and money and tables we've bought and sponsorships we've done it's like when we saw the two percent it's like we're already doing this you know like we we this is something that is part of who we are and, and let's see how we can do it bigger and um, and get more involved with this. And so that was kind of our initial reach out point. Yeah. So for those listening, Alabama, very good at football, very good at raising money for the Turkey Federation. <laughs> so congratulations. You guys are great at another thing. <laughs> we so, do love our turkeys in Alabama. That's for sure. Yeah. It, it, truth be told, like prior to, to starting uh, the podcast and everything like that and getting to talk to people, especially, you know, from the Southeast there, I didn't realize how popular turkey hunting was, especially in the Southeast there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's got really big and that's something a lot of our users, um, are turkey hunters and we've seen, um, you know, something that we can offer more people is, is achieving that grand slam, achieving the world slam, like checking states off. Like for me, the grand slam was my number one thing on the bucket list. And through trips for trade, I was able to finish that and check that off earlier and cheaper than I ever thought I would. 
now my next one is doing the world slam. So trying to check them off of all, you know, the lower 49 States. And, um, and you know, that's, if you think about having to pay an outfitter for that, for you know, 49 trips, that's a lot of money over it a is. lifetime. Yeah. Um, with this, whether it's hunting public or somebody's private land that they, they swap with you, like it's just so much more feasible. And, um, and it's, it's just a good way, especially for turkey hunters to try to achieve those goals. And we've yeah. got trips, I think, in probably 35, 40 different states that are turkey hunting. Um, you know, so especially somebody trying to check off that that World Slam or that Grand Slam. You know, there's not many resources that are better than than what we've got right here. Yeah, and and going back to to what you said, kind of sparked um, uh, or redirected uh, kind of your trajectory as far as you know your professional career and life going forward was you know the the unfortunate passing of your grandpa there, and I've talked to a lot of people who it seems that in one way, shape or form that there's some type of large scale life event that happens that that causes um, a, 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 um, a redirection um, in, in terms of what they want to do with their life. Because, you know, like you you grew up hunting with your with your dad and with your grandfather, and that was such a big part of your life. And then, you know, unfortunately, that that chapter kind of came to an end. But it just it opened up you know doors to, to so many other things and it's it's weird how something um, tragic can turn into something that's you know not only positive for you but for you know so many other you know outdoorsmen and outdoors women out there um, to partake in. Yeah, it, it that the cool thing is like it kind of tells as you mentioned the passion behind the business. You know, this is a lot more than just a business opportunity to you know we're not in it for the money. We're not, of course we, you know, want to make money and we've got to do it to keep, keep it up and keep things going. We got to charge for it. And, um, but for us, it's, it's so much more than that. It's, it's about achieving those, those bucket list goals and, um, and having those experiences. And, and for us, like there's no passion for me. That's that light the outdoor industry and like how that was sparked through family members is, is just so strong. And, um, and the friendships that I've built through that is like, if we can help cultivate that at a deeper level with anybody, then, then we're, we're all in for it. Yeah. No. Now, as far as, um, giving back and some of the organizations that, uh, trips for trade is working with, what are some of those? Yeah. So we've worked with the Alabama, uh, wildlife federation, uh, local, a lot of the local chapters with ducks unlimited, uh, NWTF, we're definitely very involved there. Um, SEI, um, Quell Forever, Pheasants Forever, like we've we've helped in different ways. Um, I would say that's where we're most involved. Um, a lot of what we do, we've done with starting out, offering um, offering different deals to those groups for discounts to um, just as a, you know, if, if they're a member of that, then we're going to give them a little bit of a deal with us. And um, so we're, we still try to support the local banquets with buying tables and in um, different events there and giveaways and all. So we, we try to kind of have our hand in, in several different groups and, and help in every way we can. Yeah. So now what are some of, in, in your opinion, because I'm assuming that you probably see at least or have some idea of, of all the different um, potential like trades or swaps or anything that are coming through the site. What's probably the coolest um, hunt, let's say, that you've seen kind of come through? Yes. The, I would say an axis hunt in Hawaii. We had a guy go out there and, and I didn't even know Hawaii had axis deer and, um, and they, they had a successful swap. I think for Midwest whitetail is what he traded for, if I remember correctly. But, um, so that was really cool, um, and different 
And then aside from that, we've just seen some really cool trips with, like I said, the elk hunt, offshore fishing, uh, you know, fishing in the Keys. We've had several people swap for that. And um, a lot of people, we've had people finish their Grand Slam by killing the Osceola turkey in Florida. And um, yeah, I mean, a, a lot of turkey hunts and deer hunts. And, and so it, it's just, you know, every every trip on here it's, it's cool we're looking at it and it's like man i'd love to go on that trip you know i think i'm personally thinking like because i've got stuff listed on there still too and i'm like man but should i reach out to this guy and try to trade like this this is awesome and um and so it's it's cool to kind of just see all these experiences i mean you start scrolling through there and and you you, you kind of you know you you'll quickly some time will pass by and you're like man how many trips did i just say i want to go on that i just saw yeah it's funny that you mentioned the access hunt because when i was looking through the website this morning prior to to sitting down with you here like that was one of the ones i clicked on i was like because <laughs> i i know that there are access there and i'm like my my wife and i on our honeymoon uh went to hawaii and i'm like man if i yeah. could get her if i could proposition this so that we could go to hawaii for a week i could spend two or three days hunting access like this is a win-win for both of us like how can i how can i make this work so it's funny that that that's the one that you happen to mention because that's the one i was really looking at that's awesome yeah it's it's cool man it's and then we got some really cool trips in alaska um that is definitely on my bucket list too to get up there at some point and um and then some of these other other countries i mean like so we're in 12 different countries and um, Australia has got some incredible, we got some incredible trips there in New Zealand. Um, and so some, some awesome experiences, man. Yeah. So now is there anything that it, I know that the, uh, the grand slam was high on your list personally, and then going after the world slam, what, uh, what other bucket list type hunts, uh, do you have personally? Yeah, no, there's, um, I still want to, um, come, kill a mule deer with a bow that's that's on the list i got really close on my last swap in colorado could have shot some a smaller one like a i mean a good mule deer probably 160 class mule deer but i'm looking at like a 180 and the about 100 yards away and it's like i passed on the i was greedy i passed on the 160 and and then didn't end up killing the 180 so um definitely want to go back out there and do that do elk uh caribou's high on the list um and so those are probably some of the top three right there yeah now you you had mentioned uh, earlier on. Obviously, um, trips for trade is a is a paid subscription or a paid membership. But there's also some some perks that that come with the membership as well. So can you touch on those a little bit? Yes. Yeah, so yeah, as you mentioned, we run off of a membership model. Uh, we didn't want to charge any transaction fees. Um, but the membership one is really just a big credibility check. You know, it, it makes people be a little bit invested to be on the site. Um, and of course, we've got to have a way to operate as well. So um, that's kind of a credibility barrier to get in to, to kind of protect our community. Uh, we have several different options. We've got our most popular, which is our annual option um, at $125 a year. That's what most people do because it, it typically does take, um, you know, a little bit of time to line up a trade and find a swap. And that that has your listings on there for longer. Um, we have a premium option, which allows you to kind of promote that on the homepage a little bit longer. And then we have the monthly $12 a month um, option if you're you know not wanting to pay so much up front. Um, and then we have the buyer's membership I mentioned, which is $35. And that's if you don't have anything to trade. So a few different options there. Um, and then we're, we're constantly running, um, several different deals. One deal that I did want to mention real quick is, um, for 2%, we're about to launch a, a first month free, kind of just get you in the door, let you see what it's all about, let you start talking to some people. You know, if you're not happy with it, then, then don't renew the second month. But, you know, our, our goal for you is that you're going to, you're going to 
find some awesome trips and, and want to stay with us and, and keep swapping every year. But um, So we're going to do a first month free. The code on that is just going to be TWO2 um, for 2%. And, um, and we'll, I'll send some more details on that that you can, you can put in the show notes if you need to, but, sure. uh, but yeah, so any listeners of this that want to just kind of get their foot in the door, then, um, then they can try that free monthly option at, for, uh, with the code too. Great. No, that's, that's awesome. And I know that that's sometimes, uh, yeah, like just giving someone that, that kind of trial period, that free trial period is, is all that they need to, to make that commitment and make that investment going forward and really, you know, kind of see what's out there from a hunting standpoint or, you know, whether there's, I mean, hell, maybe there's a, you know, a sports game or something they want to go to. And it just, you know, going back to what you talked about uh, in the beginning, there's just so many different things that you can trade for that there's, there's really something out there for everyone. Exactly. And you, and you mentioned perks. I left this out, but um, you know, we've partnered with probably 60 different companies now, well-known brands to give our members um, access to discount codes to their products as well. So um, not only are you getting access to, you know, kind of trusted community to do some trading, um, you're also getting some exclusive codes up to, you know, some of our brands up to 50% off their products um, just by being a Trips for Trade member. So um, definitely just kind of wanting to sweep the deal and, and add more value to our members. Yeah, and I I don't know of a... Uh, a sportsman or sportswoman who doesn't love a discount on some gear or anything like that. So no, that's definitely an added bonus. No doubt. No doubt. Well, Hey Slade, I really appreciate you taking some time today and, uh, telling us about trips for trade. I think it's awesome what you guys are doing to allow, you know, people from all over the country to, to see different, um, aspects of hunting and different ways of life as, as far as the outdoors is concerned. So it, it was really cool to hear about it. Um, and, uh, I look forward to, uh, probably swapping some trips out here in the future. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, man. We've, we've enjoyed it too. And just kind of love what you guys are doing and, and the mission behind that. So, so keep inspiring people to, to, to give back to conservation because it is so important. And uh, for any listeners that, that want to swap some trips, then, then check us out at tripsfortrade.com. And, um, and we, we hopefully can, can get you on a trade this year. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, Slate, take care of yourself down there and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, man. Have a good right. one. You too. Okay, well, big thanks to Slade for hopping on the podcast today to tell us all about Trips for Trade. Um, Again, be sure to use the promo code 2, that's T-W-O, at checkout to get your first month free over at uh, Trips for Trade. I'd like to thank the sponsors, Go Hunt and Stone Glacier, as well as 2% for Conservation. And if you're interested in learning more about 2% for Conservation, you can visit their website, fishandwildlife.org. And there you can see all the certified brands that have committed to conservation that you should support when you shop for your gear or coffee or your various trips, guiding services, really whatever you can think of. I also encourage you guys to give 2% a follow on social media where it's going to be only positive conservation-driven content coming out of their feeds. So again, if you'd like to learn more about 2% for Conservation, you could look for them online on social media or at fishandwildlife.org. Thanks for joining me this week, everyone. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Stay safe out there and remember that conservation starts with you. Uh-huh.